You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. I am your host, Patrick Kahn. You can follow me on Twitter at Pat Sports Guy. Follow the show Locked On Horns. Best way to reach us. Questions, comments, concerns. Remember, tomorrow's episode, we're doing Twitter questions. Shoot those over to me at Locked On Horns on Twitter. Questions you have about football, basketball, baseball, whatever's on your mind, let's talk about it. Big show today. We're going to get into some roster changes, a commit that was earned yesterday on Tuesday. So Steve Sarkeesian is adding to his 2022 recruiting class. We're going to kick this off with a change at position. Uh, it looks like there is a change with a wide receiver going to the defensive side. After seeing one defensive player go to the offensive side to play wide receiver, we're talking about Montreal Lazell. Talked about that. We knew that prior to the Alamo Bowl of uh, this past season. Uh, now, Brennan Schooler is actually going to be switching over to the defensive side of the ball. He kind of was a two-way guy. He played safety at Oregon and during his freshman season, had four interceptions, so obviously he has the ability to be a ball hawk. He also recorded 74 tackles. Now he's switching to safety at Texas, so he's going to join his brother Colin Schooler on the defensive side of the ball. He is, Colin Schooler is a linebacker at Texas Tech. Uh, both transferred out of the Pac-12 from Arizona last season prior to uh, the Pac-12 deciding to cancel football and then deciding to get back into it. But it's going to be interesting to see kind of how the safety position works. I think Schooler projects as a free safety if you look at it based on what he does. I don't think he's an in-the-box guy. He's more of a coverage guy, a guy you want on the back end. Uh, when you look at it right now, you have Jaron Thompson, J.D. Coffey listed at free safety. And then B.J. Foster, Tyler Owens at the strong. Uh, so I really think that you're going to see maybe a combination of Schooler playing in some different packages. Uh, will be interesting to see kind of how Pete Kwiatkowski's defense with Schooler, uh, he could get a lot of playing time there. Much more than he's probably going to get on the offensive side of the ball, depending upon how Steve Sarkeesian wanted to run that offense. Uh, but yeah, they're going to start with Brendan Schooler heading over to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, now one positive news, more positive news. I know yesterday was the negative news. We talked about injuries. We talked about Jake Smith breaking his foot. Uh, but Texas added their seventh member of the 2022 recruiting class on Tuesday, three-star defensive tackle, Christopher Ross. Uh, he became the first lineman to, to commit. Uh, we have a quarterback that's commit with Malik Murphy. You have a running back commit, uh, in Jaden Blue. You got receivers, linebackers, defensive backs. This is the first guy in the trenches to get. He's the number 28 player at his position, according to 24-7 composite rankings. Uh, he was looking at schools like Oklahoma, USC, LSU, Baylor, Auburn, Miami, and Ole Miss. The uh, Houston native, North Shore High School, announced that he would be joining the University of Texas in a statement that he put out on Twitter. Uh, he said, first of all, I want to thank God for allowing me to be in this position and my family for the support throughout the process. Especially want to thank my mom for raising me and being the number one supporter through any and everything. Thank you to all my coaches and teammates for making me a better person. Today is a tough day with me, uh, being that my dad passed on. I know he's very proud of me and I wouldn't be here without him. 
I have been honored by all the great programs and universities that offered me an opportunity to pursue my dreams. I've met a lot of great coaches who have influenced me in more ways than we'll ever know. With that being said, I will be committing to the University of Texas Hook'em. Uh, so now you get a defensive tackle, uh, definitely a guy that they need inside. Uh, uh, Texas needs to find a presence inside. They've really got to soup up that defensive line to try and catch up with some of the other teams in the conference. When you look at a West Virginia and you know, what they have on the defensive front and Iowa State, what they have on the defensive front, I think with Dave Aranda and Baylor, that defense is only going to get better, and they were one of the few teams that were able to hold Oklahoma's offense to you know, a small output. Uh, and then you could talk about the Iowa State team. They did as well. Texas needs to get to that point. They need to get back to the defensive pressure. They need to be able to get pressure on the quarterback, stop the run, all those great things. They were a lot, they were a lot better against the run last year than maybe they were against the pass. Uh, but adding to that defensive line is only going to help. It's only going to enhance. And as we've seen with Pete Kwiatkowski's defense, uh, one of the top defenses in the country, constantly the top in the Pac-12. We'll see how, if he can translate that to the Big 12. It's kind of, they've kind of become a more defensive-minded conference. I'm not saying you're not going to see high-powered offense, because you still are. And with Steve Sarkeesian, you're going to see that at Texas. With Lincoln Riley, you're going to see that at Oklahoma. Uh, we'll kind of see if Texas Tech can get back to where they were offensively. And, and we'll see how TCU looks and some of these other teams. Oklahoma State, obviously, has a top offense. It seems like year in and year out within the conference, at least. Maybe not so much when you look at, you know, overall rankings, but within the conference themselves. So it'll be interesting to see how Christopher Ross kind of fits in and, and how this team looks moving forward. But they did add another commitment. So that is a positive news, more positive news. Uh, here's an interesting note. I didn't quite understand this one. Texas quarterback Casey Thompson changes his jersey number. He was number eight last year, as we saw in the Alamo Bowl and all throughout the season. Uh, according to the Instagram post by the Texas Longhorns Athletic Department, Casey Thompson is now going to be wearing number 11. Of course, 11 was worn last year by Sam Ellinger. Uh, and I think the last time that I remember seeing a number 11 quarterback before that was probably Major Applewhite. Uh, but now you got Casey Thompson wearing number 11. I thought it was a little odd. I mean, Ellinger just left, and they're <laughs> he's going to be taking number 11. You know, if it works, it's great. Uh, we'll kind of see how that plays out. Uh, but they do uh, have a quarterback with a number 11, so there's a number 11. Uh, final note before we get into our first break of the show former texas head coach mac brown's agreed to an extension at north carolina uh, you know he's done very well there uh, uh under two seasons they're 15 and 10 uh they did have an appearance in the orange bowl uh prior to his arrival they had consecutive nine lost seasons uh so it says here that they've agreed to Extensions with the head football coach and the football program's 10 full-time assistant coaches. Director of Athletics, Bubba Cunningham, announced on Monday. Brown's extension maintains maintains the terms of the original agreement and keeps the length of Brown's contract of five years through the 2025 season. The contracts of the assistant coaches are now all three-year deals. In addition, wide receivers coach Lonnie Galloway has been promoted to assistant head coach, while Larry Porter will serve as the assistant special teams coordinator and running backs coach. Well, just an interesting note there that... Mac Brown does have a new contract extension with North Carolina. 
I just want to remind you, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. If you could use more confidence, we want to recommend Blue Chew. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as the Viagra or Cialis, but in chewable form and a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain that extra confidence when it's time to perform. It's an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in the line of the pharmacy, and it's shipped right to your door in a discreet package. All you got to do is sign up at BlueChew.com, consult one of the licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days, and the best part, it's all done online. If you don't like swallowing pills, there's no problem here. You can take these tablets that are chewable. These tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct so it's cheaper than a pharmacy so if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information and we've got a special for our listeners try blue chew free when you use our promo code locked on l-o-c-k-d-o-n at checkout and just pay the five dollars shipping that's bluechew.com promo code locked on to receive your first month free and we thank blue chew for sponsoring the podcast we have been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on the bars. It tastes like a healthy candy bar if you really think about it. All right, so we're talking about to find out who, which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Of course, a little play on what's going on with March Madness. Uh, today's matchup, we got Cookies and Cream versus Coconut Almond. I absolutely, I love cookies and cream, but that coconut almond, again, like we talked about on Monday with the coconut bar, it gives you that island feel. You know, you feel like you're on vacation. It's definitely a vacation for your taste buds. They're absolutely going to love it. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember, use our promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Unfortunately, for the Texas Longhorns and Shaka Smart, the season ended in a way that they weren't expecting. Losing in the first round once again, maybe not so much they were expecting, but they expected more this basketball season as they entered March Madness. And unfortunately, they got bounced by the Abilene Christian Wildcats by one point in the opening round, a number 14 seed upsetting the number three Texas Longhorns, who just won the Big 12 championship in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, Now some more unfortunate news to follow along with that. Texas forward Royce Ham has entered into the transfer portal. Uh, In a statement on Twitter, he said, First, I want to start by saying how grateful and blessed I am for the opportunity to play the game I love so dearly. Thank you, Texas, for taking me in and allowing me to live out my childhood dream of playing for this university. Thank you, Coach Smart and the entire coaching staff for equipping me with the knowledge and keys to become a better player. Last but definitely not least, thank you to all my teammates over the years. I have made unbelievable connections with you, and we are all brothers for life. Being able to get my degree from the University of Texas has been an accomplishment on its own, and it's an amazing blessing. With that being said, I have decided to enter my name into the transfer portal to explore my options elsewhere with my last year of NCAA eligibility. Thank you, Texas. And then he signed it, Royce Ham. Uh, so, Royce Ham, he played... 
kind of added a result, a reserve role, obviously. He wasn't going to start over Jericho Sims. He averaged two points a game, two and a half rebounds in 22 games. He, I mean, he was a role player, but obviously looking to go elsewhere after the season. Uh, not a shock considering kind of how things ended for the Texas Longhorns in the NCAA tournament. Not the, not the way you want to end a season, but uh, and definitely don't want to see one of your your key role players leaving as well. But that is the nature of the business in college athletics with the transfer portal. So that's kind of where we sit at this point. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. And, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday about what happens with Shaka Smart now. What should happen? Obviously, there is the contract to deal with, and we know the buyout. Should they buy it out and go a different route? I mean, those are going to be the conversations in the coming weeks. And now it's the best time to have that conversation because the NCAA tournament is going on right now. Once that gets wrapped up, you can make your decision on your coach and move forward uh, in that route. It really remains to be seen just how Texas is going to operate when looking at the head coaching position with Shaka Smart and do they make a change. But... We are going to shoot over, and we're going to go back to football because that's what we're all here for. That's what we like to talk about. Uh, we got seven, We have some key takeaways here from the first spring practice with the Texas Longhorns. Uh, this is from our friends over at Horns 24-7. Uh, according to this report, so according to this report, the quarterback situation, they were rotating. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian said we rotated Hudson and Casey today with the ones, and that's how we'll go through the spring. Uh, team source told 24-7 uh, that Carden Thompson eats through an interception during the live period. Card, according to this report, was picked off during the 11-on-11. Uh, and the defense got to Thompson in the 7-on-7 work. Now, we did talk about yesterday how some people behind closed doors seem to think that Card is the lead. And like I said, we'll take that with a grain of salt and kind of see. Uh, but they are going to be switching them uh, back and forth, back and forth. And so... We'll, we'll kind of find out what that means. Uh, let's talk real quick. Let's get into the second point here. The Longhorns team speed appears to be good, Sarkeesian said. Between the secondary, the running backs, the wide receivers, Texas is a pretty athletic team. According to the support, it says when linebacker DeMarvin Overshone returns from his recent surgery, wide receiver Tro Ormier is able to go through practice without limitations. They're going to amplify how impressive the Longhorns look on the hoof. Talking about that speed. As for who's caught the head, the eye of the head coach, purely from an athleticism standpoint, uh, he mentioned a few usual suspects at the same time. One defensive back he listed uh, could be a sign that a fresh start accompanied by a regime change could be all a player needs to get their career back on track. Uh, it's, you know, he mentioned B. John Robinson and Roshan and Jordan Whittington, Anthony Cook, Josh Thompson, and on the defensive line he talked about how Alfred Collins is a very gifted athlete. That's not a surprise. We've talked about that. We kind of saw that on display last year in the Alamo Bowl. So we do know that Alfred Collins does have a bit of athleticism. Uh, and he will continue to do that. He will continue to use that athleticism to his abilities or to his advantage, really, and hopefully help out that defense a ton. Moving forward, we're going to get into the final takeaways from the first practice but first i'll tell you about bet online it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action all you gotta do is go to betonline.ag and sign up today without 
promo code LOCKED ON, L O C K E D O N, to receive your 50% welcome bonus. I mean, it's fantastic. Football's over, right? We understand that. Spring football's in the mix right now, but the NBA is going on. We're in the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. NHL is going on. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. Who wants to bet on The Bachelor? Maybe The Next Bachelor? I don't know what's going on there. But you can bet on it with BetOnline.ag. They got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, odds. It's the best way to place your bets. And guess what? It's free to sign up. Like I said, use that promo code LOCKEDON. Go to BetOnline.ag on your computer. Use your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive that 50% welcome welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports books expert. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join the Locked On NFL Draft host Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their positional rankings and analysis for the 2021 NFL Draft with their prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner for all the Locked On NFL Draft podcasts on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're going to get back into the remaining three points on these takeaways from Horns 24-7 after the first practice. It says here that Collins, Cook, and Thompson are part of the defense under Pete Kwiatkowski that's trying to find the pieces to fit. Uh, what Sarkeesian continues to describe as a very aggressive style defense with Collins expected to lead a penetrating defensive up front. Granted, it's one of the practice in helmets, jersey tops, and shorts. But Sarkeesian liked what he saw from Cook, Thompson, and the Longhorns on the back end from a standpoint of understanding, executing, what Kwiatkowski ultimately wants to accomplish on the defense. Uh, in a quote here, we want to keep our eyes on the quarterback to create turnovers, and that definitely showed up today, Sarkeesian said. Uh, you know, I think we had a few interceptions with people getting underneath routes, reading the quarterback. The system is predicated on attacking and creating turnovers. It's good to see that kind of come to fruition on day one. Uh, now limited installation, not a lot of calls, but I think players understanding what coaches are trying to get done and reinforcing it when with those good plays that occur. I think it's going to be really helpful for us. It definitely showed up today. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's that's a good point in that, you know, it is day one, but those are the things that we didn't see last season on a week-to-week basis. Um, you know, we, Longhorns fans, media-like, thought maybe Caden Stearns would become that ball hawking safety that he was the year prior. He never was that. So when we look, he hadn't been that in a couple of years, and he didn't do it last year. So kind of looking for that ball hawk and safety. So it's nice to hear that some of those players are making those plays on the back end, whether it's an Anthony Cook, a Chris Adamora, a Josh Thompson, a Darian Dunn, uh, Deshaun Jameson, uh, whoever it may be. Uh, they need those type of plays to create for their offense. And if their offense is going to be high-powered, the more opportunities to give that to them, they can bury their opponents early kind of coast, you know, or they can throttle down. Uh, we'll, we'll see how Sarkeesian likes to play it. That's where we're looking at. Uh, point four is they, they talked about the tight ends here. And they said, you know, Sarkeesian hasn't featured a tight end since Austin Safarian Jenkins uh, during his tenure at Washington, even at Alabama. Uh, they had Devontae Smith. But there were enough footballs to go around to Miller Forrestal, Jaleel Billingsley. So it's going to be interesting to see how they use the tight end. Uh, they talked a little bit here about with, with Braden Lybrock expected to miss spring practice. They have Cade Brewer, Jared Wiley, Malcolm Epps, Gunnar Helm, Juan Davis were mentioned. 
uh, on flashing in Tuesday practice. We have a full allotment of those guys. I thought they had a good practice. Not perfect like everybody, but just from understanding what they're trying to do, I think their focus was pretty good. And it's going to be interesting because that's one of those things that I talked about a lot last year and during the last season. Is I didn't think they used Jared Wiley enough. I thought he was a, a big mismatch, but they constantly wanted to go with Cade Brewer. But when you look at it, Jared Wiley's just more productive. You know, he gets bigger plays. He's more of a downfield threat, and obviously with that size, he's a mismatch for anybody. That's, you know, I kind of look at that, and I think that's what they need to do. They need to use those guys more. Braden Liberock is one of my, my dark horses. He's a guy that I think is going to be really good because he's that new school tight end in the NFL that's become the rave. And so when I look at it, and they're not doing those things, though it's where I think they need to go, they need to use the tight ends more. Uh, certainly not last but here. They talked about a multitude of reasons can explain the offensive eruption by Texas over the final two games of the season. Uh, they were talking about Jake Majors playing on the offensive line. Uh, Samuel Cosme opted out. Uh, they had to go with, you know, some younger guys. And, and they went with an Andre Carrick. So that's, and they talked about Kyle Flood being the seventh offensive line coach since 2010. That's a lot. Uh, they have Majors. They have Tyler Johnson, Jalen Garth, Andre Carrick, like we said, Isaiah Hookfin, Logan Parr. Those are all guys that I think can really stamp, step up. Uh, for them, Sarkeesian said, all in all, I think we're in unison with the key components of the offensive line. How do you get Unison in the center making those calls on point when he gets his calls and getting everybody on the same page? That is a component of what we do. I feel like a lot of people in practice, we had some breakdowns late in practice where we haven't, where we weren't having those same breakdowns early on. That just tells me we're a little fatigued. The fatigue got the better of us mentally, and that's definitely an area for improvement. And, and that's a positive improvement. Uh, you like to see that, that Unison, the functionality, um, you know, all too often last year, when you looked at the with the offensive line, especially on the right side of the offensive line, it just didn't feel like they were in unison. Uh, too many breakdowns when it came to the right side of the offensive line. They kind of need to get that figured out. Uh, with Kyle Flood in here, I think it's going to get a lot better. Uh, is it going to get a lot better immediately? Probably not. But you're gonna as long as you're seeing that growth, uh, as long as you're seeing that progression, I think that's going to help a ton uh, when it comes to the offensive line. Uh, and so I, th I think they're in a good spot. I really do. Uh, but that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. Make sure you tune in more tomorrow. We're going to take your questions, your Twitter questions, your Facebook questions, however you want to reach us. Reach out. Locked On Horns on Twitter. Locked On Longhorns on Instagram. However you want to do it. Send us your questions. We're going to, add, we're going to answer all of those questions that we can get to right here on the show on the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. But that's going to do it for me. Catch you all tomorrow. Hook them.